stretch like a detail. The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Reps Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna, and as this platform continues to grow, I feel the need, I feel an inkling to do a little introduction. Nothing crazy, nothing long, but for many of you guys potentially tuning in for the very first time, I want to just say hello, and I want to welcome you to the show, and just thank you so much for being here and for showing up and, and for putting in the mental reps just as much as I'm sure you are putting in the physical ones. So a little bit about me. I I am 24 years old. I just recently moved to North Carolina, which is where I am now, where I'm recording from. Uh, however, grew up in Connecticut, um, where I spent most of my life. Uh, a little bit more background on me. Let's see. I was a Division One gymnast. I went to the University of Maryland. Go Terps. Any other Terps out there? Hello, hello. Uh, where I got my uh, degree in kinesiology. Um, finished my undergrad in three years and then was pursuing a career in uh, to be a PA, to be a physician's assistant. So I was going the medical route with things. And lo and behold, here I am in the fitness space. And I have never, ever, ever been happier, been more fulfilled with what I get to do every single day. So I am an online health and fitness coach. I work with women all across the world, all across the globe, which is the coolest thing in the whole freaking world. And I've got a lot to say. I am a talker. I am Italian. I, you guys should see me as I'm recording these episodes. My hands are flying around. And that is why the birth of the Mental Reps podcast, this is why this came to be is I've got a lot of things to say and a lot of my past, my background, being an athlete, being a triplet growing up, I feel like I have a very unique take on a lot of different topics as they are presented through health and fitness. And I'm here to give you guys the raw truth, the real side of whatever it may be that you're going through, that I've been through, the lessons that I've learned so that you can take this information, you can make it as simple as possible, and you can apply it to your own journey. So without further ado, let's roll right in. So as the title of today's episode suggests, we are going to be talking all about injuries and how to really overcome them, what to do, how to make it through this time. And if you are here, you are listening to the show, you're a gym rat at least in some capacity, right? You care about the gym, you are going to the gym, you care about your fitness, like whether that's long-term, short-term, whatever it's going to be, if you're here, you care. And in my mind, that makes you, at least in part, a gym rat. Well, my fellow gym rats, here's a hard truth that most of us are inevitably going to face at one point in our fitness journey. Injuries they're going to happen. We're going to get injured. We are going to be hurt. We are going to, you know, have to deal with some sort of lingering ache or pain. And it's not so much a matter of if it's a matter of when. And as I just mentioned, being a gymnast for, you know, I think it was like 18 plus years of my life. Unfortunately, I am no stranger to injuries. And I'm very, very well versed in the fact that this shit happens. And you can do every preventative action in the world. You can do everything right. And sometimes this shit just happens. So rather than pretending like you're going to be the one exception to this 
this law of averages, I would rather just go over this and be able to take the time to really equip y'all with the, the tips and tricks that have helped me overcome my many, many, many injuries, my fair share uh, throughout the course of yes, gymnastics, but also health and fitness, also the lifting world also, you know, and obviously the injuries do definitely change, right? I'm not really at risk of the same types of injuries, uh, gymnastics flipping around falling from, you know, 10 feet in the air as I am in the gym lifting. However, they happen. And the approach to how to handle them is one and the same. So it's, it's, it's never going to be an easy challenge, right? Whether it is, you know, a broken ankle from gymnastics or a, a pulled hamstring from deadlifting, it sucks. And truth be told, really the physical pain of an injury is way easier to deal with, way easier than the mental pain, the mental frustration, and sometimes even the anger that's associated with getting injured, whether it's your fault or not. It's, that side of things, the mental capacity is always, at least in my opinion, the harder part. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you are here for the mental reps. You are here for that mental side, right? That's what you're showing up for. That's why this platform was, was developed. It's not to say, oh, physical pain this and get back up and get out. It's, it's to deal with the mental side. You're here for the things that are going to grow your mindset as much as they're gonna grow your body, right? That's, that's what we're here for. We can all agree on that, good, we're on the same page. And overcoming adversity is hands down the most beneficial, beneficial thing that you can do to grow just this really strong, solid, unwavering mindset, okay? So if you've never faced hard shit, you've never really had to, you've kind of always, you know, coasted through life and maybe, you know, there were challenges, but nothing too crazy. And it's kind of just been easy peasy, you know, lemon squeezy for you. I mean, that's fantastic. But if you've never felt what it feels like to overcome your own shit and have to overcome your own shit, then truly, I think you're missing out on, on a really incredibly vital piece of personal development. And that's not to wish hard times on anyone out there, myself included, but it is, I would argue, crucial. Like, I, I am the way that I am. I think the way that I do. I behave the way that I do because of everything in my life, all of the shit that I've had to weed through and get through. And I know that I'm young, but I don't really think it matters whether you're 24, 44, 64, who cares? Like, if you go through hard shit, you learn how to come out of it. It doesn't matter how, how old you are. And... Like I said, I am the way that I am because of everything that I've had to go through, not the other way around. And honestly, I say, I, I, I say that that's a blessing. I say lucky me because I've never really had it easy. And I've talked about this in a few episodes in the past with just some of the shit that I've dealt with uh, gymnastics wise, injury wise, mindset wise, life wise. It's, you know, and, and that's not to say people haven't had it worse because they absolutely have. And it's not to say that I'm, you know, poor me, pity me, this, that, the other thing. It's not. It's it's to show you a, a snippet into my life and what I've had to go through. And I do think that it is a blessing to be faced with adversity and truly challenged mentally and physically because that's how you grow, right? You put that pressure on, that's how you grow. And, and that's how you form into the most badass version of you rather than smooth sailing, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's not, it's, it's not going to form you into the person that you need to be. And when it comes to injuries and having to overcome that challenge, it's not going to prove to be beneficial. If you've been sitting on this, you know, silver lined pillow and, and had everything handed to you for your entire life, it's not going to work. 
you're going to be faced with your first challenge, your first adversary, your first injury and be like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. I can't do this. And chances are you're going to wind up either A, quitting, B, just not handling it the way you need to, or C, backing away from whatever it is that put you in that position. Because being uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Being in situations that are unfamiliar to you, usually we like to stray away. But like I said, it's the hard shit that helps you grow. So instead of straying away from any potential harm or risk or challenge, you need to face that shit. You need to face it head on. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm 24 years old. I, I know I'm not old. I know I'm not, you know, wise and whatever. I've got lots of life left to live and to learn. But I do get asked pretty frequently how you know, I'm so confident, how I have such a strong mindset, how I'm so tough or, or disciplined. And it's because I have faced that shit head on. And I've come out of it. I've come out on the other side. I've overcome X, Y, and Z. And I've been able to be like, oh, shit, I'm pretty strong. Okay, I can do this. Okay, cool. If I can do this, then I can handle this. And, and you start to show up with this different sense of confidence when you have the true belief in yourself to overcome whatever the fuck you're faced with. So the way I like to think about it is, is challenges, adversity, obstacles, bring it on. Bring it the fuck on and watch how well I'm going to handle this situation. Watch how much stronger I'm going to be. Watch how freaking well I'm going to succeed. Just watch. Just wait. And that's how I like to approach any adversity, injuries included. But I will say, I will say injuries are a different breed. They are a monster, and fortunately, they can be handled with that same bring it on, you know, here I go type of mindset. Watch me. I'm going to fucking kill it. Like, I mean, I'm all for it. You need that. You need that grit for sure. But it gets a little bit more difficult because a lot of times when you're dealing with an injury, that the timeline or the duration is really entirely out of your control, and that sucks. To me, there's nothing worse than having shit out of my control. It causes you to have to be patient and have to slow down and have to, you know, put your time and your focus and your attention on other things because there's nothing you can do. And that's a big difference in an injury, obstacle, adversity, challenge versus any other obstacle, adversity, challenge in your life. Because, I mean, it's not always to say that you can control those types of things, but if it comes down to a challenge that you're faced with and it, it's your, you know, chance to rise to the occasion to learn a new skill to I don't know ace that exam to get that promotion like it is in your control there's certain things you can do that like will make sure that you get that shit done and doing that again builds that confidence builds that trust you name it however injuries like even if you follow the perfect protocol and the perfect steps and you do everything right I mean your timeline still could be six to eight weeks six to eight months, like some of it is just out of your control, which I think makes injuries and <clears throat> excuse me, being injured a much harder challenge to overcome. And that's not to say that you can't, but you just, it's out of your will. It's out of your power. Like you can't really control the rate at which like your back heals, your bones mend, your, your muscles, you know, repair themselves. Like it, you, there's not much you can do. You, you could be as strong as an ox up top in, in your brain, but your broken leg is not going to heal itself quicker because of that. So the reason that this episode is truly being recorded is because they suck. Injuries suck. We know that they're hard. If you've been through it at any capacity, whether it's a sprained pinky toe or you fractured something major in your back, like it's hard. 
And I want everyone out there to know that. Not, you know, if you haven't been injured yet and it's not to scare you and be like, oh, you wait, this shit's going to be terrible. Like, no, no. Most of us out there have at least been injured in some capacity. And I think you have two choices in this situation. You can let it define you or you can help let it grow you. And I want to give you guys my insight into how I deal with these injuries mentally and physically uh, to allow it to help me grow rather than allow it to define me and stop me and slow me down. So let's do it. If you're an old time listener, you've heard me talk about this before, but if you are new here, I want you to know that I very rarely, if ever, talk about things on this platform that I have not gone through, at least in some capacity. Reason being is I feel like an imposter, right? How am I going to help you, talk you through, work you through, you know, give you my expertise on something that I've never faced, I've never overcome, I still struggle with, like, to me, that's almost like, you know, that's like some mumbo jumbo you read out on Google. Like, it's just, it's not personal, it's not real, it's not applicable, you name it. So anytime there's a topic for this show, chances are it's... (laughs) We are near and dear. We are BFFs. I've gone through it. And injuries are no different. That is my bitch right there. Okay. We are BFFs. We have been since I was super, super young. Like I said, started gymnastics. I was three years old and I did it at a very high level until I graduated at 21 years old. So it's only a matter of time, as I mentioned, especially in a sport like that. So for me, that looked like a whole fucking shit show of shit for lack of a better word, sprained ankles, broken ankles, uh, bruised sternum, fractured vertebrae in my neck, uh, rotator cuff strains, I had thoracic outlet syndrome in my shoulder, tendonitis on every part of my body, broken toes, broken fingers. Jeez, holy moly, the list could go on and on. There's probably not a body part on me that hasn't been injured in some capacity, some worse than others. Um, So, it is safe to assume I've got, you know, quite a bit of tips and tricks to share with you guys. And it's not, I keep saying it's not going to be easy, but I'm reflecting back on each of these injuries and truly each one taught me something a little bit different. I mean, I remember very clearly, uh, it was my sophomore year of high school and it was a pretty, I actually have a video of this. How crazy I had a, a, a little backstory for you guys right now being a gymnast right you learn different skills you try new things and really going through all of the levels of gymnastics the only way to get to the next level is more skills harder skills they become more difficult and as that difficulty increases truthfully so does the likelihood of you getting injured so does the you know how scary whatever it is that you're learning gets the risk factor increases truly as the levels increase So I was learning a new skill on bars, which is like the ones that you swing on, you know, looks super fun. It's really not. Um, I was learning, excuse me, a new skill on bars where essentially you swing around and around and around. I'm going to try to simplify this as much as possible. Um, And you let go of the bar. You basically do a flip and then you catch the bar again. So few caveats to a skill like this, right? You need to be far enough away from the bar to perform a flip without hitting the bar but you need to be close enough so that when you're done with that flip you can reach your arms out and still grab it so very fine line it's a game of inches when it comes to something like this in order to do it successfully so i was learning this thing it's called a jaeger for any gymnasts out there um i was learning it learning it learning it doing it well doing it well doing well it came down to doing it one day and essentially i 
it's called pulled in. Like I pulled too close into the bar so that instead of catching the bar with my hands, I essentially caught the bar with the backs of my knees, which then led me to flip back the other way and fall to my neck from about 12 to 14 feet in the air. Yeah. And uh, interesting enough, I have a video of said fall because a lot of times when you're learning these skills, it's really helpful to video them so that you can see what you're doing and what you're not doing right from that outside perspective. So it was a, quite the journey taking this video to the emergency room, to doctors, to surgeons, to when you know they ask, like, what happened? And you're like, oh, here. <laughs> and you can show them a visual. So that, that injury, I think that was the, the most scary that it really has ever been because it was my neck. It was my vertebrae. I was in a neck brace. It was, oh my Lord, it was, it was a nightmare. So again, each of these things teach you new things about yourself, about your body, about this whole process, about how mentally strong you can be. And I think truthfully, the moment for me where I'm like, holy shit, I'm a badass was getting back up on the bars months and months and months later and relearning that skill and mastering that skill and competing that skill. It's like, if that doesn't, you know, showcase the whole freaking full circle, I don't know what does. But bottom line is I have had my fair share of injuries. Again, some minor, some major, and it has been um, fucking brutal every step of the way. So I'm going to safely assume that no one listening to this show is a Division One gymnast or done gymnastics for 18 years. If you have, please message me. I would love to connect. But the, the, the reason I'm talking about this is because you don't need to be right? You don't have to have that pressure of needing to get your ass back to practice back on the competition floor as quickly as possible. You, you don't have that. Great. Awesome. And that's actually a really good thing because the ways in which you go about recovering from an injury as a division one athlete versus as a normal human being are far, far different. And I want to make sure that everyone out there knows and understands that the way that I'm talking about how we're going to recover from injuries here is not with the idea of how quickly can we get back out there because it's not worth it. So here we are, we're injured. What the fuck do we do? What happens? Where do we go? Oh no, we panic, we panic, we panic. So whether you're a gymnast or not, I can guarantee that you're going to have that same <gasps> moment at some point in your fitness journey because you start to panic. Oh my gosh, I can't get to the gym. I can't do this. Maybe maybe you're on crutches. You can't get around the house. How am I going to get steps in? How am I going to go to work? How am I going to take care of the kids? There's a lot that starts rattling through your brain as quickly as humanly possible when you're just sitting in the waiting room at the doctor trying to figure out what the heck went on. Or even if you're not going to the doctor, just sitting you know, on the couch trying to assess how bad this situation really is. So there's two components to injuries. Physical, and mental. We're going to cover the physical guidelines first, because like I mentioned earlier, that is a way easier approach and a way easier side to tackle than the mental side of injuries. So a couple of things here with the physical guidelines. One, and I'm going to say this first, if you went to a doctor, listen to your doctor. Okay, obviously, I am not a doctor, I was going to be, but I am not a doctor. So anything I talk about today does not overrule, override anything that your doctor tells you. And truthfully, they do, as much as it may not seem like it, have your best interest in mind, right? They tell you rest six to eight weeks, you're like, this is ridiculous, I can't do this for that long, how am I supposed to sit on my ass for six? They're looking out for your best interest, for the interest of your body and your recovery. So number one in the physical guidelines, if you went to a doctor, listen to your doctor. 
even if it's a, you know, not a medical doctor, if you had to go to a chiropractor, which is still a doctor, but you get what I'm saying, a physical therapist, or just anyone in that space, they take precedence over you and your crazy mind thinking that you can jump back in quicker than you can. Okay. Number two, for physical guidelines, rest is your friend, not your enemy. I'm going to say it again. Rest is your friend right now. And I know for many of us that keep calling us gym rats, but I'm right there with you guys. Many of us, this time is like the worst. You're forced to sit on your ass. You're forced to slow down. You're forced to do these things that if you're anything like me, you don't want to do. And that's hard. But rest is the only way that your body is going to be able to heal. You're trying to come back from a... I don't know, sprained hamstring, a torn hamstring, what do you think you're doing by pushing that boundary, by using your leg, by using your hamstring, by thinking you're going to get back to the gym, back to your life, back to your activities faster than they said? You're only prolonging that recovery. Rest is your friend. Be okay with the fact that you have to do nothing, at least in some capacity. And this is the hardest piece for me. I'm actually personally going through a little bit of an injury right now. I think I may have either pulled or slightly torn my rhomboid muscles, which are basically the muscles right around your scapula that like hold your shoulders back. It's uh, it's a shit show. Anyway, not the point of this episode, but rest right now is my best friend. The only way that this muscle is going to heal itself because there's nothing I can do to heal it. The only way it's going to heal itself is if I give it an opportunity to do so. Resting my body, not going to the gym, not being stressed out, not trying to push all of this activity when all my body needs is me to slow the fuck down so that it can take care of itself. Our bodies are freaking incredible. They are such machines. And if you give them the opportunity to do what they need to do, they will. Next up for the physical aspect of things, whatever the timeline they gave you, double it. And this is a total personal experience tidbit landing here in the physical guidelines because that is exactly what I tend to experience. And more times than not, it screws with my head because I'm expecting six weeks. They told me six weeks, six weeks, I'll be walking again, six weeks, I'll be back in the gym or whatever it may be, six weeks, you'll be off crutches. And it is never the case. Never. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't just double it anyway. But whatever timeline they expect for you, they meaning any sort of doctor, PT, chiropractor, athletic trainer, whatever, double that shit. They tell you six weeks till you're running again. Aim for 12 weeks. Aim for 12. And hey, when, when you're ready and running at eight weeks or 10 weeks, you're going to be thrilled. That's two weeks earlier than you really thought it was going to be. But it's also two to four weeks later than the timeline they gave you. And it just, it, it always helps me. It's kind of like a health and fitness thing as well. If you're aiming to lose weight and you think your weight loss is gonna take two months, right? If I, if I dial in and I go ham for two months, like I will get there. Expect it to take four months. It is always the better way to do things. And that's not lowering your expectations. In my opinion, it's being more realistic with a timeline that allows you to be slow and steady and to make more sustainable progress. You're not rushing through your injury. You're not rushing through your weight loss. And the time spent with those extra weeks or months are actually going to prove to be more beneficial than if you were to reach said goal in the correct amount of time. So whatever the timeline, just mentally prepare yourself. It's going to be double. 
Next one is sleep, 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 and more sleep. Going back to that recovery piece, sleep is really the only time that your body does repair. And that's not to say it's not working while you are awake, but when your body is in slumber and everything is slowed down, guess what your body's focusing on? The area that is injured and, and it's sending signals to your brain and it's requiring all of these processes to take place to try to heal whatever the injury is. And if everything else is at a standstill, everything else is sleeping, that's when you're getting the most out of your recovery. So I'm not saying you need to hibernate for 10, 15 hours a day, but if you can make sure at least eight hours is a minimum, um, if more if, if possible, that's going to be super helpful for actually getting back out there as quickly as possible. So next up for the physical side of things, move your ass, which sounds so counterintuitive with the rest and sleep, but hear me out, move your shit, move your ass. If your foot is injured, move your upper body. If your upper body is injured, work your legs. Go for walks if you can. Do core training if you can. Stretch, yoga, move your body. The worst thing you can do with an injury is rest every other part of you when every other part of you is not, in fact, injured nor needs to be rested. Now, this comes within reason. If you just had a major surgery, if you have an entirely broken leg, if you if your injury is on the major side of things, and you guys all need to be realistic with minor versus major, if you sprained your pinky toe, that shit is minor, okay? If you just had surgery to repair your femur, that shit is major. So even if you're kind of on that scale somewhere in between, determine what is realistic for you. For example, my shoulder, neck, back rhomboid situation right now hurts like a bitch. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It really hurts. Is it getting a little bit better as I've been resting the last three days? Absolutely. So guess what? I'm going to move my body. Am I going to go hit an upper body workout? Fuck no. Am I going to go start deadlifting and holding this giant heavy bar? Fuck no. But guess what I am going to do? I'm going to get outside. I'm going to get some steps in. My goal for today is to hit my step goal. Not because I'm like losing my mind. I need to hit 10K steps. It's more for the fact of knowing, hey, let's be realistic here. You're starting to feel a little bit better. You're starting to be a little bit more mobile. Do you need to sit on the couch for the entire day today again? No. Go get your steps in. Even if that's a five-minute walk, if my shoulder, my back starts to flare up a little bit, I'm coming back inside. But certain parts of me, aka my legs, aka my blood flow, all of those things don't need to necessarily be rested. However, my upper body, yeah, that's going to be rested for another good couple of weeks more than likely. So find what works for you within reason, but also be realistic. And I mean that in two ways. And again, that's why a lot of these episodes and a lot of my tips are also about finding what works for you. And I think sometimes people just need that, you know, permission that you are able to do other things. Right. Sometimes people think and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen it a lot with just teammates and stuff in general is, hey, I'm injured. Like everything shuts down everything. I can't walk. I can't take care of myself. I can't eat healthy. I can't do my schoolwork. I can't go to work. What? What? Yeah, yeah your, your shoulders in some pain. Right. Maybe you're in a sling or maybe you're in crutches. But like, why does every other aspect of your life have to just fall out the window like it doesn't? It absolutely doesn't. So yes, you need rest. Yes, you need to listen to your doctors. Yes, you need to be able to allow your body to recover. But when you start to feel that recovery, find ways to get as much back into your routine as you possibly can. So 
if you want it bad enough, I mean, you will figure it out. I've seen so many teammates with whole cast up their leg, just had, you know, ACL repairman surgery, all this shit, and they're sitting, sitting in the weight room. And this was at, back at, at the University of Maryland, back at school, sitting in the weight room with their crutches on, on the bench and their leg up, and, and they're doing bicep curls, <laughs> and they're doing shoulder presses, and they're, you know, moving their body because, hey, you know, so-and-so's biceps aren't injured. Her leg is, her knee is, the lower half of her body needs to rest, but she's doing bicep curls, she's doing lateral raises, she's doing a shoulder press, she's doing what she can to make sure that the other parts of her body are still being equally as much taken care of as they typically would be. So no, that may not mean jumping up on the bar and start banging out pull-ups with your bum leg kind of flailing around, but it could mean doing something to move your upper body. Maybe that's doing 50 crunches at the end of the night. Maybe that's going for a walk to get steps in. If you want it bad enough, you will figure it out. I can't tell you how many times I have moved my body with respect to my injury. I had ankle surgery my sophomore year of, of college, and I was in a cast and crutches, and obviously that time was a whole lot of nothing, but as soon as I was feeling okay, obviously I still had my cast on my you know right leg, but I was doing pistol squats on my left leg. I was doing dips in my dorm room. I was doing you know single leg push-ups against like the, my bed frame. I was trying my very best to move my body because movement just feels fucking good. And when you can move, you can get that blood flowing. It's delivering nutrients and oxygen and everything you need to that injury. So sure, prop yourself up on the couch. Give yourself that time. But when you're good, you're good. And you got to be good a little earlier than you maybe would have in the past. Because that movement in general will also help you feel better physically and mentally as well. And now we've got the real shitty side of things. We've got the mental side of becoming injured. And here are the facts. Mentally handling an injury and being forced to do less when you really do not want to, nor are you used to, it is incredibly difficult. And I keep saying it, but I get that. I've been there. I understand where you guys are at. I understand how you feel. I understand that frustration and wanting to scream into your pillow and just being fucking pissed. But just like the physical guidelines, there are, in fact, things you can and really should be doing during this time in order to get through it without completely losing your marbles. Okay, first thing to remember, it is temporary. You're not going to be like this forever. You're not going to feel like this forever. You're not going to have to slow down forever. It is temporary. Two, the more you rest, the quicker you will be back. Three, it is okay to ask for help. And I encourage it. Even if it's not physical help, like, hey, can you hand me that, you know, my water bottle over there, but you're asking for help because you need someone to talk to. You need someone to bounce ideas off of. You need someone to tell you you're not crazy for feeling so upset or frustrated or angry or annoyed. Ask for help. Lean on the people around you. Lean on your support system, friends, families, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, Instagram community, whoever it's going to be, ask for help and be okay with that. Because you don't have to face this alone. And I guarantee it's going to be way easier to know that you are not alone in this process. Next, maintain your normal routine. We're going to get into this a little bit on how to kind of reestablish what your norm is. And last but not least, now is also the time mentally to focus on other things, right? Being a gym rat, being in the gym, being on your fitness journey, your mental focus is probably about your workouts. It's about your strength. It's about your physique. It's about hitting PRs. It's about great. Awesome. Now that those things are out of the picture, we have to focus on other things. 
These things can include maybe you're going to pick up a new hobby. Maybe you're going to pick up a uh, reading or diving deeper into your own personal development. Or maybe you're starting a little side hustle that you've been meaning to get going, but it hasn't really been the time. And last but not least in my favorite piece, nutrition. Being injured is now your time to focus in 1000% on your nutrition. And being able to wrap my brain around this, I kind of started to be okay with injuries. Not, you know, not really. I don't really get excited for them. But it helped me understand and change my focus enough so that I appreciate this time a little bit better. So here's the way I like to think about it. If I can maintain some fucking badass motherfucking eating habits, some badass macros, some badass food, some freaking spot on caloric intake during this time, not only will I be able to recover faster, but I will also be able to maintain a good majority of my progress during the time that I'm dealing with this injury. That's pretty fucking cool, guys. If your leg is hurt, I keep thinking leg just because I feel like I've sprained my ankles and broken my ankles so many times that usually when I'm injured, I'm like staring down at the boot on my leg, but I keep picturing that. So if your foot is hurt, you sprained an ankle, if you can really handle your nutrition, you can really optimize your micronutrients and your macronutrients and you're drinking enough water and every food that you put in your body is just being shuttled right down to that foot to help, like you're going to feel better, faster. And you're going to feel really fucking good because everything you're putting in your body is helping you feel good. And again, I've learned to appreciate the injuries because, like I said right now, my shoulder, my neck, my back, if I can optimize every calorie that I put in my body towards healing, that's pretty cool. And that's what my focus is going to be. So, of course, I would rather be in the gym. Of course, I would rather be crushing it on Monday and hitting legs on a Saturday, feeling like a freaking beast. But I know that if I have to take that time off, I almost get hours of my day back where I can put more effort into my nutrition. I can put more effort into meal prepping or bulk prepping or pre-logging on my fitness pod. I can do all of those things that maybe I rush through from time to time because I'm so focused on my workouts. It almost causes that shift in focus. And truth be told, if you can focus more so in on your nutrition at any point of your journey, not even just being injured, you will see more progress. So I like to look at injuries as my body forcing me to take a step back to prioritize what's really important. And that's a very unique perspective because that typically is not the response once you are injured, but it does force you to rest, which is really freaking important. It does force you to focus on your nutrition, which is really freaking important. It does maybe force you to focus in on slowing down and remembering why you're doing what you're doing and maybe even reflecting on how you got injured. Like all of those things, at least for me, will not typically happen as a first priority if I'm in the gym. If I'm so focused on workouts, if I'm writing up my new split and I'm spending two hours on a leg day and I'm doing all the things I freaking love to do, I'll like do everything else like in, you know, maybe when I have time to do it versus kind of where I'm at now. So personally, I'm not going to be a lump on a log, moping around, sitting on the couch for more than say 24 hours. And then after that, it's go time. I'm like, okay, you did your thing. You sat on the couch. You cried about it. You moped. You, you complained to everyone and their mothers. It's time to get the fuck up. So give yourself a short, short, finite grace period to do that because we all need it. And then get your ass up and start sticking with the plan.
it's kind of like this. If your car breaks down on the side of the road, inside of the highway even, are you going to dump some gasoline on it and light that bitch on fire and say, well, this, 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 this thing's toast. This thing shit the bed. And then add fuel to that fire? No. No, you're probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably going to try to figure it the fuck out because you need your car and you're now stuck on the side of the road, right? You're not going to light it on fire and be like, oh, is what it is, right? Your body is the same. Your body is the same. It needs you right now. It needs your help. It needs your support. It needs you to not be adding shit food and fuel to the fire. It needs good things. Okay, because if you have a flat tire on the side of the road, you're not going to chalk it up and be like, yeah, well, that car had a nice run. I'll light this bitch up and see you later. I'll go buy a new one. Like, no, no, you're going to try to help. You're going to do whatever you can to make your car up and running, you know, fix that flat tire and get back on, on the road. And truthfully, I don't know why I always refer back to the human body as a car. I really do. If you guys listen to a lot of my episodes, you'll notice that there's probably a human body to car analogy, I would say every other episode. So. I don't know what it is, but it really does seem to click. It always works in my brain. And I think the bottom line is, is that your body is machine. So my brain always just goes to like a car as a machine, but it really is. Your your body, the human body is a fucking machine. And truthfully, the most valuable one you will ever own, aside from any car, aside from any anything, any technology, any machine that you will own, your body is number one. So fuck, guys, take care of it. Take care of it with good food and nutrient-dense options and not sitting like a lump on a log, ordering takeout, ordering Uber Eats, you know, buying crumble cookies because, oh, I'm injured. That's going to make the injury worse. And throughout the duration of your injury and your foot trying to heal itself, you're also going to be losing a lot of progress, okay? And that's just the reality of it. If you sit on your ass and you eat like a fat ass, you're going to wind up gaining a bunch of weight. You're going to wind up you know, doing all these things that aren't in line with your goals. And I'm being very dramatic right now because I don't think any of you are going to wind up going that route, but even just any of it in in excess. Okay. Sometimes it takes taking a, a dramatic look at things to really paint that picture for yourself. I know that's the way I like to do it. So a finite period of time to be upset, to bitch and moan, to complain, to eat the crumble cookies, to sit on your ass, and then we're over it. We're getting up. Okay. Being injured is like being given a new assignment. Think of you as the the soldier. You're carrying out the orders from your brain, right? You are you are in charge. You are the soldier. Your brain has just spit out your new assignment and you have now been reassigned to I don't know, repair, right? That's your goal, repair, repair, repair. Take that mission seriously, soldier. Put in the work to help your body. Put in the work to, you know, alleviate some inflammation and get back to 100%. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's not going to happen by osmosis either. It has to be a conscious effort on your end as the soldier to make sure that you're taking this mission seriously. So that that mission, that work uh, can be a number of different things. It can be new recipes for your meal preps. It could be trying new foods. It could be mastering your eating habits or portion control. Maybe you become the guru of macro-friendly sweets, or maybe you start tracking your food for the first time. You have the, the time to do it. You have more hours in your day. You have, you know, endless opportunities to take that next step forward with your nutrition. And it really just depends on how willing you are to put in that work. So with that all being said to another key piece of, you know, injuries in general and being that soldier, making sure your body is taken care of is also making sure you're giving it the 
adequate vitamins and minerals that it needs to. So one supplement that I've recently started taking, I took it a bunch in college. Um, it was required. So it's, you know, come full circle now because I used to hate it. But taking omega-3s, taking, you know, fish oil every single day is one of the best things that you can do to fight overall inflammation in your body and help prevent injuries. So if you're already injured, it's not like, oh, it's too late. I should have done this earlier. Like, no, it still matters now. It still matters now. So I've recently started taking fish oils again. Um, I take the uh, full megas from First Form every single day, and I kind of just pair it with my reds and greens in the morning to help fight that inflammation, to help make sure I'm optimizing my body and my recovery and doing these things. So as much as I'm paying attention to nutrition, I'm also well aware of the fact that there are going to be still gaps in you know, my, my new and improved diet that can be filled with supplementation. So as hard as it may be to not be able to go to the gym or maybe not be able to move around, be as mobile as you typically would, take the work that you were doing out there and channel it into another productive activity for that period of time for that finite period of time where you are injured. And it does help to also maintain your normal routine and help you from going absolutely bonkers, from going stir crazy, from how many hours can I possibly sit here? Like you are rechanneling that focus. And a big reason why as well, injuries are so hard to deal with mentally is because the human being loves structure. We love routine, we love patterns, and our bodies literally operate off of that cycle. So if all of a sudden all of your routines and habits and patterns are changed, it, it disrupts that flow and it feels uncomfortable. It feels weird, right? You're spending more time doing nothing than you typically would and your body's sending all of these signals to be like, get up, do this, we're doing that. It's just, it's so uncomfy to sit in that time and we don't like it. We want to get back to our normal routine. So a big thing that helps me a ton as well is finding a new routine and finding it quick. So throughout a lot of my injuries, when I was no longer able to go to the gym for a duration of time, I typically go to the gym in the morning. And I like that morning activity. I like to get those endorphins flowing. So what did I do? I started doing at-home yoga. I would just find a yoga video on YouTube, put that on the TV, put it on my laptop, and do that for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, right? Yoga, stretching, meditation, uh, different workouts, at-home workouts. If you can reestablish a different short-term, right? Not forever, we'll get back to it eventually, but a different short-term routine, your mental state will be much more protected than you just being kind of lost and confused and counting down the hours of the day until you get to go back to sleep and you do it all again. Like you can still create that structure, especially if you are a creature of habit like I am as well, reestablishing a new habit during this time that kind of mimics your old routine can be very helpful from a mental standpoint as well. So truly guys, at the end of the day, I don't wish injury on anyone at all ever. It's, it's brutal. And I keep saying it, but it is very, very difficult to deal with a disruption to your normal flow and a disruption to your goals. But the last thing that I want you guys to do is one, be ignorant to the fact that it will probably happen at some point, And two, have no understanding of what do I do now once that time comes. Okay, because there are plenty of things that you can do that still push progress forward, that still push that needle forward, that have nothing to do with the physical activity you may be dialing back on now. So if we can understand, identify, establish those new routines that still allow you to show up 
as your best self every single day, even with a cast on your leg, even with a pulled back or, or whatever it's going to be, whether it's two weeks, two months or whatever. If you can reestablish new things from this episode that you can now channel your focus into, I guarantee one mentally, you're going to have that huge sigh of relief. Like, okay, I'm good. I'll be good. I got this. I'm fine. It's temporary. We can do it. And having that mental understanding will 100% allow the physical healing to happen a little bit faster. If you're constantly stressed out, worried, annoyed, pissed, frustrated, complaining, that stress that you're now filling your body with is slowing down your recovery. So it's not to say I want you to be a-okay with being injured from day one, but give yourself that grace period and then get your ass moving. Find those new routines, find things that you can still do because believe it or not, there's a lot more that can be done. And there's maybe one limitation versus the other way around. People think, oh, now I'm injured. I can't do anything. And that could not be further from the truth. So now is not the time to mope and complain. It is the time to take action, soldier. It is the time to show up in your new assignment, show up for yourself and the body that needs your help. So hopefully today's episode was helpful for every single one of you. I'm so sorry if any of you are currently going through an injury. I am right there with you and I pinky promise we will get through this together.